It's May. The weather finally is catching up to the calendar. <laughs> We're we are seeing spring and summer for the first time. You know, I don't know where you're listening from, but here in Missouri, we were getting, I mean, it was just it was just winter just a couple of weeks ago, you know, and so finally we are seeing the spring, the summer type weather. As a matter of fact, it's probably a little bit closer to summer <laughs> than what it was for spring. We probably just skipped spring. But like every year, uh, the closer it gets to summer, the more men and women look at themselves to see if they have that swimsuit type ready body. If you're like me, I get some determination to work out a little bit more than what I have uh, since the beginning of the year when I had a New Year's resolution <laughs> to shed a few pounds so that way I could maybe take my shirt off and go to the swimming pool. You know, when I was in Kentucky, we couldn't wait for the spring and summer weather to hit. We used to play basketball outside all the time. There was about five of us uh, guys there in Kentucky that we uh, hung out quite a bit and, and played basketball. We used to go to the blue courts uh, and, and play quite a bit. And then we'd play out in the street sometimes uh, at a friend's house like we were little kids. <laughs> now, there was five of us, you know, around the same age and we used to talk smack and talk Jesus all in the same conversation. You know, a friend of mine, uh, another friend of mine was in town. And he was uh, coming to visit us and, and wanted to hang out a little bit. And so after we got done playing, uh, after a couple of hours, we decided to go to Sonics uh, to cool off. You know, it's it's summertime, so we were, we were playing real hard, sweating, uh, losing pounds. So, hey... Let's go to Sonics and get those pounds back. <laughs> and so we decided to cool off. And uh, this friend of mine, he, he turns to us. He, he orders a, I believe it was a large uh, uh, Sonic Blast. You know, I don't know what flavor it was, but it was a Sonic Blast. And he turns to us and he says, it's time to get fat. <laughs> and then ordered that milkshake. And so uh, tonight... I want us to just really talk about and think about it's time to get fat. So I just want you to hear that voice every time we say it and, and, and just think about it. It's time to get fat. <laughs> so what we must remember uh, while we go into this into this message tonight is we must remember that getting physically fit is an awesome thing, something that we should do. We should take care of our physical body. But how many of us are spiritually fit? How many of us are taking the time to get spiritually ready for the things that come at us? In 1 Timothy 4, it says, Train yourself for godliness. For while bodily training is of some value, godliness is of value in every way, as it holds promise for the present, for the present life and also for the life to come. You know, how many of us are faithful enough to take on the weight that life tries to bring on us? How many of us are in position to be available for God to use us at home, at work, at church, in our community, in just our everyday lives? How many of us are able to receive instruction or correction and be teachable no matter what? In this series, It's Time to Get Fat, we're going to be talking about those things and what we can do better. I want you to look at your neighbor and I want you to 
tell them, I don't know about you, but it's time to get fat. It's time to get fat. <laughs> in this series over the next few months, we're going to talk about it and discuss some key spiritual body groups that we need to continue to work on. Our core, our arms, our legs, and the most important thing is stretching. Tonight, we're going to talk about our core. And spiritually, our core is faithfulness. In a physical exercise, core exercises are an important part of well-rounded fitness. Core exercises are often neglected, though. A lot of us don't want to spend time doing crunches or sit-ups or anything like that. And if you look at me, you can tell I've missed a few of those and added on some hamburgers and pizzas. <laughs> but still, it pays off to get your core muscles in good shape. Core muscles improve your balance and stability. Physically, the core allows your pelvis, your lower back, your hips, your abdomen to work all in harmony, allows them to work in unison. This leads to better balance and stability. I don't know if you heard that. This leads to better balance and stability, no matter whether it's on the playing field or in your daily activities. Your core makes a huge difference. In fact, most sports and other physical activities depend on stable core muscles. Without having a strong core, you risk injury, especially in the lower back where most of us try to carry our weight. This is what being faithful is for your spiritual body as well as the church body. It is just as important for us to be faithful in our spiritual body as it is for the church body. Now I want to go back to uh, what the core does uh, physically and what being faithful does spiritually. like Just like your core muscles improve your balance and stability, that's what faithfulness can do. If you're faithful to God, you are able to balance your life a little bit better. You're, 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 you'll have a little bit stable life because you're not, you're not lukewarm. You're not, you're not riding the fence. You're not going back and forth because the Bible talks about a double-minded man. <laughs> and we don't want to be a double-minded man. And so if we are faithful to God, we are able to be a little bit more stable and, and we're not able and we're not going to be lukewarm. We're not going to be back and forth on what we should and should not do. And so that's what being faithful can do. That's why faithful is the core of our faith in God. Our scripture for the series is Second Timothy two, one through six. And it talks about this. This section is talking about being a good soldier of Jesus Christ. It says, you then, my child, be strengthened by the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And what you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses, entrust to faithful men who will be able to teach others also, share in suffering as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. No soldier gets entangled in civilian pursuits since his aim is to please the one who enlisted him. We have to remember that we must be available for the duties God has for us and not get caught up in the things the civilians around us are doing. Remember, we are not civilians of this world. When you give your life to Christ, you become an, an ambassador. You become someone that has rulings in a foreign land. And so we cannot get caught up in the civilian pursuits, but aim 
to please the one who is Jesus Christ that enlisted us into his army, who has that who who we have accepted the calling from because he had sent a call out and we have accepted it and he has accepted us. It also says that an athlete is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. We have to we have to run this race according to the rules that God has given us. It is the hardworking farmer who ought to have the first share of the crops. Amen. Now, before we go further into uh, being faithful, we first need to understand what does faithful mean? Faithful is being loyal, consistent, steadfast, firm in adherence to whatever one owes allegiance. Faithful implies unswerving adherence to a person or thing or to the oath or promise by which a tie was contracted. Without faithfulness to God, there can be no Christian life. Christianity is first based off on faith that God was, God is, and God is yet to come. And then that through Christ Jesus, we can be forgiven and are saved. Our faithfulness is a commitment to adhere to the one God who is true and supreme and to keep his commandments. In fact, the first two of the Ten Commandments in Exodus 20 deal directly with our being faithful to God. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make yourself an idol in the form of anything in heaven, above, or on earth, beneath, or in waters below. You shall not bow down to them or worship them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God. <laughs> Excuse the, the deepness of my voice, but I just wanted you to hear the, the impact that God has. These words were given directly from God to Moses for all people for that time and the time now. Since God assumes a covenant relationship with his people, he is declaring that he will not tolerate unfaithfulness and competition with anything else or anyone else. An idol can be in the form of anything that you might place in a higher priority over God. This includes false images of worship or placing anything in our lives that has importance over God. We're talking about uh, exercising our core, exercising our faithfulness. And so we're going to talk about some exercises that we can do. You know, one exercise is putting God first on your priority, on your priority list. It says in Matthew 6 and 33, it says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness, and all of these things shall be added unto you. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. So that means that we have to put it on number one priority. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. It is a commandment by God. It was a commandment by Jesus Christ by teaching these things. Priority means something we give precedence to by assigning a degree of urgency or importance to it. So sometimes us as men prioritize our wants over our needs how many times have we said man i want a new car 
And how many times have we said, I want a new house. I want a new wife. I want, I want a, a, a new girlfriend. I want, I want this. I want that. But how many of those things do we really need? How many of those wants get us in trouble? Man, I'm feeling it right now. God is saying something right there. How many times have we made decisions based off of our wants versus our needs? How many times have we been put in debt because of these things? So we have to remember that our wants cannot take over our needs. If you are sitting there wondering, how much priority do I actually give to God? There are a couple of easy ways to determine this. And uh, that friend that talked about it's time to get fat also said this. You need to look at your calendar and your checkbook, and that will let you know how high God is on your priority list. If you look at your calendar and you see that you've missed a bunch of church services that you uh, planned to attend, and I put that in air quotes, planned to attend, If you look at your calendar and reflect on what you did last week and see that you only spent about an hour, hour and a half, two, three hours if you're in a black church um, for the entire week, then you might want to check your priority list. You might want to check your priority list as if the only time you spend time with God is when the church doors are open. What about the times outside of the church? How often are you actually looking toward God. If you look at your checkbook and your account, you see that most of your money is going through things that you need instead of blessing uh, your family or blessing someone else or blessing something else, then you might need to check your priority list again. Because although off uh, ties, the first 10% are automatically supposed to be toward God, how much more could we give an offering if we had our finances in in check? You know, we talked about this a long time ago, but when we are blessed financially, when we're blessed with things, financial things, uh, physical things, even spiritual things, we have to remember that those blessings do not stop stop with us, but those blessings must go through us. If you have that mindset, you'll be able to understand how you can use that in your priority list. Let's take a look at Esau and Jacob. You know, I don't know how many people know this story, but Esau and Jacob were twins. Esau was the firstborn. He came out first, and uh, and, and then Jacob came after. Esau was the man's man. <laughs> he was the daddy's son. You know, he did all the hunting, the fishing, you know, all of those things. He, he was... He, he was willing and able to go out in the field and put in the sweat, blood, and tears. Now, Jacob was a little bit different. <laughs> Jacob um, uh, was a mama's boy, okay? And, and Jacob uh, 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 tried, to, uh, uh, tried to just do what mama told him to do. So he was the, the housekeeper. <laughs> you know, he, he did the dishes. You know, he cooked the food. You know, he did all those things that we see on uh, Food Network and HGTV. <laughs> um, uh, but, you know, after Esau returned from hunting, uh, when he returned home, he, he at this time put his wants in front of his needs. 
Uh, he was so hungry, so hungry from working out in the field that he decided to give up his birthright. And in, in that time, the, the firstborn was automatically given the birthright. That means that he was able to uh, get the father's inheritance. Matter of fact, he was supposed to get the double portion of his father's inheritance. It was a special honor to be the older son, to be the firstborn. But because he was hungry, he put his physical needs in front of his spiritual I take that back. His physical wants in front of his spiritual needs. He traded a physical need over his God-giving blessing. Now, how many of us are missing our God-giving blessings because we decide to miss out on spending time with our God? How many times are we giving up our blessings because we decide that we want to fulfill a physical need instead. The time we steal away to stay at home to get extra rest or to watch football or to do something that provides us temporary or physical needs is taken away from us receiving our God-giving blessings. In the New Testament, Hebrews 12, uh, verses 15 through 17 Esau's choice to sell his birthright is actually used as an example of ungodliness. It says a, it, he was a godless person who uh, put his physical desires over his spiritual blessings. So we do not want to be considered godless people, godless men, but instead we want to put our spiritual, uh, our spiritual blessings over our physical desires and be godly men. Another exercise is to be trustworthy. You have to show love and heart for the leader or the ministry you're under. The more time and effort you put into your leader and the ministry uh, you feel God called you to be, the more your heart will be filled with the things of God. You are only supposed to follow a leader as he follows Christ, right? So when we decide that we want to take a step back and and our the leader that God called us to uh we decide that well we don't we don't need to see him today even though he's called church on a Wednesday or or a special service on a Friday uh or a special service on Sunday uh I'd I'd rather just sit back and uh, uh just rest <laughs> you know we, I'm not saying that it's there's not time for rest but we we have to we have to realize what's more important. What could we be missing when when we don't show up when the the leader, God's atone, uh, appointed leader over you, is asking you to come. While exercising your faithfulness, make sure you stay in proper position so you don't cause injury to your spiritual body. In Proverbs 6 and 16 through 19, it points out that there are seven things that are abominations. One of them is no backbiting. When we backbite, we cause division. 
not only to the person we are speaking about, but we also cause a thought to take root in our mind and make us feel a certain way about someone. You may not even be the one speaking ill will about someone, but if you are the one even listening and receiving it, you are allowing the enemy to plant seeds in your mind. So then next time you see that person, when you see Billy Joe and and now you're thinking, oh, man, Susie said that Billy Joe did this. Mm. Mm. And now you may become prideful or you may be uh, judgmental or things like that. So we have to be careful of being uh, uh, involved in backbiting. We also have to be careful that we do not have any hidden agendas. When we are faithful to God and to our leaders, we must do it with purity. We must do uh, not do it thinking we are going to gain something from it. We can't work with God and work with our leaders thinking, hey, how is this going to benefit me? Instead, we must understand how can it benefit God? We must not do things thinking that we're going to gain something from it. Yes, We want to be loyal to our God because he will bless us, but that should not be the only reason. You might get married to your wife to safely have sex with her, but if that's the only reason why you committed your life to her, how many know that's not going to last? How many know she's going to get fed up, she's not going to feel loved, and she's not going to give it up? We cannot commit our life to God thinking about ourselves. If you're doing that, then you aren't really serving God. You're serving yourself and trying to pimp out God. And so when we we have to make sure that we are perfectly aligned. So when you think about uh, doing an ab workout, you have to make sure that your neck and your head are aligned uh, with your spine. And so when you're when you're lifting up, you're you're aligned and you're able to to do that core exercise easily and effectively. When you start uh, uh, getting out of alignment and you start bending your neck forward, you can start injuring different areas. You can start um, putting pain in your neck. And then now it's a little bit harder to follow the, the, the body's a little bit harder to follow the head. Come on now. It, it's a little bit harder to follow the head when the neck is hard is, is, is not on a swivel and it's not able to move the body around. And so we have to make sure that we are aligned with our leaders as the leader is in alignment with God. Come on. I hope I hope y'all caught that. I hope y'all caught that. Another exercise is that we must be reliable. If you say you're going to do it, you need to do it. (laughs) When you decide to become a member of a church, you are making a spiritual covenant with God. You are being placed under the covering of that pastor. You are now part of the sheep that that shepherd must protect. Now, we can make that either uh, very easy for him or we can make that very hard for him to do. And I don't know how many people know, but in the biblical times, uh, the shepherd sometimes had to break the sheep's legs if they were uh, continually running off or they weren't following with the crowd. And so uh, so we have to be careful that if we are not following our pastor or the shepherd of the house, then sometimes our legs may be broken to not not because they're mad at us or not because God's mad at us, but it's because we need 
to follow. We need to be cared for a little bit and to follow the 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 the, uh, the herd. And so you are part of that ministry. So no matter if you are in front where everyone sees your face and knows your name or if you are a seat member, if you are behind the scenes making things happen and flowing, it doesn't matter if it's any of those things. You are part of the ministry. If you are behind the scenes, you need to realize that oil is normally applied to places people don't see. If you think about a car, oil is placed behind the uh, behind inside the hood. It's it's underneath the wheel in, in the in the axles area. So oil is applied to places people sometimes do not see. If the oil is removed, though, think about this. If the oil is removed, then things don't work as they should and maybe not turn as easily as they should if the oil is actually pulled away this just came to me if the oil is actually taken away it is not applied those things can get locked up you think about not putting oil in your car eventually that engine will lock up and now it can't run so just think about that as being people behind the scenes you are almost as as important or even more important than the person that is uh, in front of the in front of the crowd. So just let God's oil just flow on you. So in that way you can flow there. We also have to remember a man's word is his bond. So we when we talk about being uh, reliable, we need to make sure that if we speak it, it should come to pass. It should come to pass. We have to remember that we were made in the image of God. Now, I'm not talking about physically, but I'm talking about spiritually. God spoke things into existence. Go, let's go back to Genesis. God spoke things into existence. He, he, he said, hey, let's form a world. And boom, there it was. Let's form the, the water and the land. And then let's, let's uh, make... Uh, animals make birds of the air, uh, animals of the sea, fish of the sea. And then he uh, made man and then he breathed into man. I heard a speaker say uh, one time about this. He talked about this. He said he said the reason why it's so important for the children of God to speak is because we speak things into existence. And that is one reason why the enemy, the devil, tries so hard to shut us up. So if you think about it, a lot of times when we are having issues in life, we don't want to talk to we don't want to talk to anybody. We uh, get by ourselves and we may play some video games, watch TV, go to a bar, any of those things. Because the devil is trying to shut our mouth because he understands that our tongue, the, that the, the power that we have within our mouth. And and the speaker was talked uh, also talked about how when you speak, it's it's breath coming out. When you talk, you have to breathe out. So when, when you're hearing me, you can hear me say my bees or my peas because 
breath is coming out of my mouth when I talk. And so just as God breathed life into man, when we speak things, we breathe life into the atmosphere. And so we have to be able to speak things into existence. All right, we talked about the different exercises that we need to do uh, to be faithful. But, you know, what are the benefits of being faithful to God? Now, we talked about some of these things, but I want to just highlight a few things. Number one, faithfulness gains trust. God is not going to reward someone who is not faithful to him. You have to be trusted by God. Luke 16 and 10 says, whoever can be trusted with very little can also be trusted with much. And whoever is dishonest with very little will also be dishonest with much. If you are faithful in coming to the things God has prepared for us, then he will trust you with leading or being a part of bigger things. You're also going to be able to gain trust from your leader. In Genesis 39, 1 through 5, it talks about uh, Joseph and how he was brought to Egypt and into Potiphar's house and uh, then uh, made a captain of the guard in Egypt. This is a foreign man, a, a Israelite uh, uh, that, was made, that was made captain of the guard in Egypt. The Lord was with Joseph because he became and he became a successful man. He was put the ruler of Egypt. And so he was able to receive was able to uh, gain that that trust, not just because of man, but first because of God. How many times was was Joseph uh, felt like probably felt like he was abandoned by God. He was thrown in a pit. Then he was sold for slavery. Then he was put in jail. Then he was accused of rape and all these things. But he did not question God. He still allowed God to work through him by revealing and interpreting dreams. And so he was then used those dreams to gain trust by the Egyptians. And you got to think the Egyptians then uh, trusted him on what he said because of the power of God. And so because Joseph was faithful to God, even through all all those things, he received favor from God and then was able to receive favor and higher responsibility from the Egyptian leaders. Faithful, faithfulness leads to reward. Being faithful multiplies. That's one math formula that we were never taught in school. But you being faithful is another sign for multiplication. Growing up, we always saw the X's or the dot as a sign of multiplication. But in the Bible, a sign for multiplication is being faithful faithful if you look at matthew 25 uh, verses 15 through 30 uh, jesus uh, has a parable of talents uh, it's a and just to kind of do a quick breakdown of this uh, uh, let's just say master uh, the master gave each one of uh, each one of his 
uh, talents or coins to uh, three different uh, servants. Uh, we'll say one is uh, Michael. Uh, Michael uh, received five talents. Uh, uh, Daryl uh, received two talents. And then uh, John uh, received one talent. Well, and, uh, uh, Michael uh, took those five talents and doubled it to ten because he uh, was because he knew that he could uh, uh, he could he could he could use those things and double them up because he had faith in what his master gave him and he was faithful to do something with it. Same thing for the other one where he took the two and made it to four. Now, John, who had that one, went and hid his and came back with just the one. Now, the master said to the first two, he said, Well done, my good and faithful servant. If you are faithful over a few things, I'll make you ruler of all. Now, John, man, you are lazy and you are untrustworthy. Why would you take what I have given you and go hide it and save it for yourself? Instead, you should have taken those things and doubled them up and then uh, returned those things back to me. If you're only maintaining, then you're being lazy. God wants us to be faithful so he can bless us and watch our possessions multiply. He wants our talents to multiply. He wants our gifts to multiply. He wants our blessings to multiply. But only if we are willing to go out and give the blessings to someone else. Jesus also talks about that uh, in, 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 in Matthew where uh, it might not have been Jesus. Now I'm, I'm having a, a brain fart here. But um, I do know that there's a scripture, uh, I believe it's in Luke, where uh, it talks about uh, God... God will prune us or cut or cut us back. And he talks about a tree where it's time for to be pruned. And so there's when when a when a tree is producing fruit, the only way to continue uh, to keep that tree to continue to produce fruit is by pruning it. But then there's times where we have to be cut back because we're not producing fruit. So uh, so even when we are doing things the right way and we're we're seeing us develop, we have to not just maintain because if we don't get pruned, then we could then we could easily not produce fruit anymore. Faithfulness. Another benefit uh, to faithfulness is to uh, uh, brings you to peace. To some, perhaps the most beneficial aspect of faithfulness is this, that we will not suffer God's judgment. Until our judgment day, there are many other benefits while we are here on earth. Psalms 37, 28 says, For the Lord loves the just and will not forsake his faithful ones. Proverbs 3 and 12, My son, do not forget my teaching, but keep my commandments in your heart, for they will prolong your life many years and bring you prosperity. Proverbs 16, 6 through 7 says, Through love and faithfulness, sin is atoned for. Through the fear of the Lord, a man avoids evil. When a man 
ways are pleasing to the Lord. He makes even his enemies live at peace with him. Proverbs 28 and 20 says, A faithful man will be richly blessed, but one eager to get rich will not go unpunished. Revelations 2 and 10 says, Do not fear any of those things which you are about to suffer. Indeed, the devil is about to throw some of you into prison that you may be tested and will have tribulation ten days. Be faithful unto death, and I will give you the crown of life. The most significant element in our Christian life is faithfulness to God. In the days we now live in, we are unsure of what will happen next across the globe. We are hearing about wars, famines, economic collapse, and a lot of other different natural disasters. But being faithful to God gives us great peace and assurance that no matter what is going on around us, we will be brought through by his promises of blessings and the reward of eternal life in heaven. Our faithful allegiance to the Almighty God is the only thing that we can really count on. He is our hope in this fallen world. His provision of forgiveness and salvation through Jesus is the greatest benefit of all if we are faithful believers. You know, I get it. Life happens. You know, being faithful to God can be easier said than done. But depending on what's going on in your life, you might be able to be be able to give up more time and effort to God. But the things that cause you not to be faithful to God are the very reasons why you should be faithful to him. I'm going to say that again. The things that cause you not to be faithful to God are the very reasons why you should be faithful to him. We find excuses to not be faithful to God because now we have put ourselves in financial binds and now I have to work two jobs. And that second job may uh, make it where I can't go to church or I can't go uh, fellowship with my brothers and, and all those things. So be careful to not allow those things to be in front of God. Don't let life get in the way of being there to worship your Jehovah Jireh, your provider. Your job can't provide you provide for you like he can. Your car can't provide the type of ride God can give you. Golf can't provide the type of peace God can give you. Don't get caught up in the physical rest. Because nothing, nothing can give you more rest than what God can give. I can't go to church because I need to rest for work tomorrow. I can't go to church this Sunday because I had a rough week last week and I need to prepare for this coming up week. Life is getting so difficult right now. I just need to relax. No, instead, let God provide you the spiritual rest. I want every head bowed at this time. If you are struggling with being faithful, I want you to raise your hand. And we are doing a podcast, so I can't see it, but God can. I want you to use this time to to reach to God and let him know that I am ready to be faithful. I want you to acknowledge that you hear God and not only do you hear him, but you want to do better. 
Does that mean that it will happen right away? Maybe not. But there is a process, and we serve a God that is so full of grace that he is okay with breaking habits because that's what has to happen for us to be faithful to God that he has to break habits you have to break habits but just like exercise you have to get in the habit of doing it you have to get in the habit of putting God first you have to push God up your priority list now I want you to grab an accountability partner. I want you to find one near you or a phone call away that somebody somewhere that they are able to hold you accountable to being faithful to God. I want you to tell them that I need you to hold me accountable. I need to be more faithful to God. I need to be more faithful to my pastor. I need to be more faithful to my church. I need to be more faithful to you, God. I know that faithfulness is the core of my faith. And I need you. God, I need you to show me where I fall short. And God, I know that Jesus came to this earth to to shed his blood to to fulfill that that room where I fall short and to where you want me to be. But Lord God, I know each and every day that I am more faithful to you. I am I am putting a bridge. I, I am shortening that bridge between what where I fall short and where you want me to be. And I know that if I do make a mistake, Jesus, Jesus is there for me. Lord, Father God, I thank you for each and every man, each and every ear that has heard this word on tonight. Lord God, touch each and every person, hear their hearts, hear their minds, and let them Understand your great love for them, your merciful grace. We do not deserve what you have given us, and you are so much more faithful to us than we are to you. But Lord, Father God, at this moment, right now, we are dedicating our lives to you. We are dedicating our lives to being more faithful to the things that you have for us to do. Lord, Father God, we know that there is a purpose in each and every one of us. And Lord God, show us that purpose. So then that way we can fulfill the assignment that you have appointed. Lord, Father God, we thank you. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor in Jesus name. Yeah, man, I, I'm just feeling real good right now. <laughs> I woke up feeling blessed. I'm just living in my blessing. <laughs> you can do it too. All you really gotta do is man up. Yeah, you can do it too. All you really gotta do is man up.
started in this present just like I should So I'm feeling some type of way Blessed to see a new day Moving things around for the betterment Feng Shui See that's what you gotta do if you want it to go your way Life and death is in the tongue So I'm cautious what I say Gotta keep it moving, keep it grooving Stay consistent though If you want something, gotta speak it to existence bro See I know what you thinking man uh, This ain't gonna last Oh, hey preacher man, oh, what about my past? Today you were a new creation, woke up with a new sensation So stop the hesitation, live your life with proclamation So go ahead, put your window or your top down No purple bread, but you repping for that crown Yeah, I guess I'm feeling like you What more can I say? Today was a good day Living in my blessing, living in the overflow Speaking to existent life Hello everyone, this is Lionel Clark here at Man Up Man's Ministry. I want to thank you for joining us today. I hope this message impacts you, it inspires you, and I know it will empower you. Enjoy the message.